Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. The return of football around western Montana felt as real as ever with the release of kickoff times for the University of Montana on Wednesday. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Grizz will open their season at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, September 4th, with a road game at the University of Washington. The Grizz return home to host Western Illinois the following week, another night game, 6 p.m. kick on September 11th. And then the Grizz play a third night game at Eastern Washington, 8.30 p.m. on October 2nd. The only game in between is a September 25th homecoming date against Cal Poly will kick off at 1 p.m. in Missoula. Other 1 p.m. kicks for the Grizz include home games against Dixie State on October 9th, Sacramento State on October 16th, and at Northern Arizona on November 13th. UM also has three games that kick at noon, October 30th against Southern Utah, November 6th at Northern Colorado, and November 20th at home against arch rival Montana State. Grizz wide receiver Sammy Akim landed on the Walter Payton Award watch list earlier this week. The 6'4", 205-pound senior has caught 59 passes in each of the 2018 and 2019 seasons. Seasons, rolling up almost 1,700 yards and catching 18 touchdowns in that span. And finally, at the Northwest Region American Legion Baseball Tournament, the Montana State champion Helena Senators, along with the runners-up Billings Royals, each fell in their openers. The Royals dropped an 8-5 decision to the Yakima Valley Pepsi Pack, and the Senators lost 4-1 to the Idaho Falls Bandits. So this is fun. Uh, it's not basketball season, although we are watching Montana State's All-Big Sky Center, Jabril Bello, do a little workout. These guys have been in and out of the gym. Saw Abdul Muhammad earlier today, Amin Adamu as well. Uh, but we had the Montana State Media Day at the MSU Hall of Fame uh, earlier today and caught up with a ton of guys. We'll be sharing a bunch of those interviews with you here, both on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as uh, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. And we'll also share them on SkylineSportsMT.com as well. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, had a fun first hour, heard a little bit from Brent Vegan, uh, Coach Vegan, Montana State first-year head football coach. He addressed the media for about 30 minutes, so he talked about a wide range of topics as MSU uh, gets set to 
open up fall camp here this weekend. So we shared about six minutes of that. Also at the debut of Matt McKay, a former transfer from North Carolina State, the guy who's the number one on the depth chart, at least coming out of spring ball for Montana State at quarterback. He made his debut here on Nuanas. Now we also heard from Danny Barsh, the Montana girls Gatorade basketball player of the year out of Helena Capital. She's headed to the University of Montana. That was part of our senior spotlight series. We also caught up with Chris Chitovitsky. He's the head coach for the University of Montana women's soccer team. You can find all that from the first hour on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, Blackfoot Communication, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Happy now to be sitting courtside with a guy who's been on the show several times, but in a truncated interview form. He's never actually put the headset on, but we're excited for this. Ty Okada, junior safety from Montana State, joining us here on Nuanas now. What's up, man? Thanks so much for coming by. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Always a pleasure. So first and foremost, I have a funny story. I don't know if I ever told you this. I can't even remember where I was going, but somehow, someway, I had a layover in an airport with your parents. And we just got to talking. They were wearing some Montana State stuff. And I was like, hey, do you know about Montana State? And they're like, oh, our son plays football there. And I was like, oh, I run Skyline Sports. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we've read stories about Ty on there. We loved it. So we ended up talking Bobcat football for an hour. So I've met your folks once upon a time somewhere in the world. And that the nicest people in the world. So uh, it was fun seeing them. And I, I tell them thank you and tell them hello. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure. Hopefully my dad didn't talk your ear off too much. I know he could have gone on forever about that. So I'm sure, I'm sure he loved it. Well, let's start with the the question of the day at Montana State. Uh, First and foremost, it's been a long damn time since you guys have played any football. The Big Sky Conference was sort of tiered uh, during the spring season. There was several teams that made a run at it and played the entire spring season, some that played a portion of it, some that played a couple games outside of the competitive part like the Grizzlies did with their two spring games, and then just a couple, Sacramento State, Northern Colorado, and Montana State that did not play at all. Just the the pluses and minuses of that, because I know you guys are chopping at the bit to get going, uh, but there was a lot more to it than just uh, sort of participating in it. So what do you think of just uh, the pros and the cons of of not playing during the spring? Yeah, I think one of the main pros for sure that a lot of people would say is that you you stay away from injury, especially your older guys, in a season that, uh, you know, you don't want to call meaningless because a lot of competitive teams are still playing, but not everyone, so... And then you look at the minuses where that's a really good opportunity to maybe see some younger guys out there in some live action, some real competitive games, and to get them some experience, it would have been a really good opportunity. So, yeah, I'd say those are the two, when I think about it, the two plus and minuses, the two main ones for sure. I I thought about that during the duration of the spring season because I watched quite a bit of Big Sky football, and you could tell that different programs were treating it in a different way. There were certainly some programs that were saying, hey, This is a developmental. This is like spring ball on steroids, right? Like, we're going to get a bunch of young guys some reps. We're not really trying to make the playoffs. You could definitely see when a team lost their second game that it's like, okay, we're going to navigate the rest of this a little bit differently. Um, But so then I was wondering just about the validity of the spring season, right? You don't want to say, I mean, football is such a violent physical sport. It takes so much hard work to play. So you never want to demean anybody that gets between the white lines and plays against another team. Absolutely. But it just seemed like there was something missing from this spring season, right? And, I mean, it's, it's easy enough to say. In the Big Sky Commerce, the thing that was missing was the defending champions in Sacramento State and then two of the other best teams in Montana and Montana State. So uh, how much of the spring season did you guys watch? I didn't watch really any of it. I, I had some buddies that played on some other teams that were competing, so I followed them from afar. But in terms of actually watching the games, I didn't. And again, like you were saying, I don't want to take away. Anytime you, you strap on the shoulder pads, you got to give you know teams credit for that. And I applaud them for that. But in terms of watching it live or anything like that, no, I didn't. Yeah, it was, it. It, was, it was hard to stay engaged, especially because so much of what we love about football around the great state of Montana is – the event of it, the community gathering, the you know the game day atmosphere, and that was definitely lacking uh, from west to east in this state for sure as well. Tao Kata, defensive back from Montana State, joining me, Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. We're not in studio because we're in Bozeman, Montana, so we're broadcasting through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Ty, the other question of the day for Montana State is the coaching change, and uh, it was interesting. Coach Beacon took the podium today, and he said it's been uh, the, the longest and shortest six months of his life all at the same time. 
first crazy to think it's been six months since Brent Vegan was hired. Uh, but I know it was sort of a, a tumultuous time when Jeff Choate was first a finalist at Boise State, which was much publicized, and then on his way to Texas all of a sudden, which was sort of not as much publicized. But that whole saga for you guys as players, combined with the fact that you're in the midst of this pandemic and there's this uncertainty about the spring season, probably not easy. So just take us through sort of the challenges of the offseason, especially uh, last winter when you guys had a lot of uncertainty going on in this program. Yeah, definitely, especially being an older guy where these younger guys, you know, whether they had just gotten here and they had only spent a semester or just had only been here for a year now, they're kind of looking at you for answers because they've got no one else to look for to, to answers. And I, it's it's a bummer because at the same time, you also don't have the answers as the older guy. And you, you're just kind of waiting for, you know, administration to make a decision. Like, hey, we you know, we just we need something put into place and we were – very fortunate to get Coach Vegan in and, you know, learn a lot from him so far. And, yeah, it, there was just at that time a lot of uncertainty and kind of looking around for, okay, what's what's next? I think that's the most underrated part about the challenges for particularly football players but just student-athletes in general. The, the general public might not understand. Your day is so regimented. Football is about routine. You do the same thing every day. You're here at this time to do this. So when you're getting stuff canceled all the time, I mean, that had to just be driving you crazy. Absolutely. We're, we're creatures of habit, right? And we, we want to, like you said, be, we've always, from the day we stepped on campus, everything is, this is what you're doing at this time. And it makes life a lot easier for you when that's the case. And when that gets taken away, you know, you're, you're lost a little bit and, and you just want some normalcy. And granted, last year was all about not not having any normalcy so i guess you know it was the perfect time for that you know because <laughs> it's like what else what else could make it worse what, or different and what else could make it different for sure ty okada joining us here on nuanas now he's a junior safety for the montana state bobcats we're broadcasting to you live from brick breed and field house here in bozeman montana thanks to tommy and the engineering team for getting me all set up with my radio in a box you did have an opportunity to, to participate under this coaching staff during spring ball. So what were your impressions? What, what's different about the coaching style, and, and what has you excited now as you guys are uh, just a couple of days away from starting fall camp? Absolutely. One thing I really loved about uh, well, the change is the type of practice we'd run. So we're running now just we're running plays every, you know, we're, we're, we're two spotting balls, and we're just running plays, you know, 80 times a practice, and the best way to learn something is doing it over and over again, and I think that's the best way of mastering your skill as a position player, and then as a unit, as a defense, and then overall as a team. So just getting those reps in have really helped me not only see things and, you know, visualize possibilities on the playing field, but just master that overall by running a bunch of different plays, and that's kind of been a, di a change so far in the way we run practice, and that's helped a lot. One of my biggest, um, I don't even want to say question marks, but just points of analysis that I'm going to observe over the next month or so is the scheme change. You guys are running uh, sort of a little bit more of an unorthodox defense uh, under Jeff Choate and Ty Gregorak first, uh, and then most recently Kane Ione, an odd band front. Last year, they played a lot of the big safety look where there was kind of three safeties on the field, but that's sure to change a little bit, and a lot of guys are playing uh, not completely different positions, but playing different techniques within the scope of their position. So uh, just take us through that because you sort of broke in the lineup initially as kind of a nickel guy. Now this defense is going to have a nickel in it almost all the time. So from the back end moving forward, uh, how does the scheme look different, and how do you think you guys have picked it up so far? I think we've done a great job. I feel like it, it – a lot it, requires you to be a lot more disciplined with your eyes and being in the right spot because it's very specific with where you need to be, but also playing off of other guys. Getting used to in the back end as a safety, seeing what your Fortex's doing and if he's going in or out and playing off of him a lot of the times. And on paper, it may look different than on the field, and you just make those adjustments on the fly. I feel like that's just the biggest difference. But um, at the end of the day, defense is defense. you got to run to the ball fast, and you got to tackle, and you make plays. The... Uh we mentioned the big safety look. I thought that not only Braden Conkle, who was a first-team All-League performer last year, but Jack Quayal and JoJo Henderson, all three of those guys were outstanding players. Absolutely. And uh, tough to replace for sure. But it was interesting because the front seven for Montana State, particularly the last couple 
months of the season in 2019 was so ferocious that there wasn't a lot of statistics to be had. I mean, yeah. when you got your two defensive tackles in Chase Benson and Derek Barks having 60-plus tackles, there's not a lot of guys that are getting to the back end. Um, but just talk about those guys because I know that you were sort of uh, in your transition from nickel to safety. Uh, you sort of learned from those three guys. So um, what sort of things do they sort of leave absent in their graduation? Absolutely. I think, you know, JoJo with his knowledge, Quay with his playmaking ability, and then Conkle just being the guy that he is, and he's going to be a playmaker no matter what, and his aggressiveness, you know, that's those are tough losses, but I feel like we have the guys in place to replace them, and they've, you know, they were the ones who set that foundation, and thanks to them, we now know this is how, this is what we need to do to prepare and do our jobs to the best of our ability and learn just learning from them. But, yeah, those those things that, you know, Quay, JoJo, and Conkle brought will be missed. But at the same time, I feel like they've paved the path and showed us the way as to how to do those. Tao Kata joining me, Coulter Duanas, here on Duanas Now, live on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. You got a new number. Yeah. That's the last time you took the field. Gosh, this is about my eighth number. That's how I say. <laughs> well, you know, the single digits are pretty coveted these yes. days. So you're yes. playing at number seven this year. How'd you get number seven? So this... <laughs> I'm surprised the receivers aren't trying to buy it off you or something. No. Th- yeah, this is a funny story because this is the first number change. This is about my eighth, and I'm not exaggerating when I say <laughs> I know. that. This is the first number change that Didn't I've had by choice. Change? Didn't you have a number change before the playoff game when you guys played the yes. card yep. Because I remember so, uh, the first quarter thinking... Who is the guy that's playing nickel? Th- I'm texting my brother. I'm like, who is the guy playing nickel? He's like, I think it's Okada. I was like, yeah. I think it is too. So just playing on all the special teams, it made it difficult to keep a number because, right. you know, injuries happen and people are switching in and out of different, you know, special teams units. So I was always the younger guy that's like, hey, I'll switch my number. I don't, it doesn't bother me. So I'm in, I was in and out of different numbers and finally coming in to, you know, being an older guy, I'm like, all right, this, you know, I want to keep this number. And uh, thankfully, I asked the coaches, and they allowed me to do that, and I'm thankful for it. And Yeah, yeah hopefully, I should say I'm, I'm not on squad. Hopefully, I get to keep seven, and this is what I'll graduate in. Well, speaking of being an older guy, uh, that's probably the number one storyline for the MSU secondary is the fact that you guys have a ton of young talent, but guys that haven't played a lot of football, if any football, at the Big Sky Conference level. So uh, how much of that onus falls on you? And are you, it seems like, I mean, I know your personality is catered towards being sort of a, a vocal leader, but are you ready for the opportunity to sort of be a leader on the back end for the Bobcats? Absolutely, and I never take that for granted. I remember how I felt coming in as a younger guy, and I had great older guys ahead of me, like you said, Conkle, JoJo Quay. I had Bryce McCabe when I originally first came in, who's who's a phenomenal leader, and I just try to model my leadership after those guys and take bits and pieces of what I thought they did really well, and hopefully I can be a guide to a lot of these younger guys in not just football, but in life and when they're having issues and so, yeah, I, I take a lot of responsibility. I take that to heart, and, yeah, I'm absolutely ready for it. And I, I'm happy that, you know, some of the guys already feel like they can look up to me and come to me with anything. Tyo Kata joining me here on Nuanas Now. Tell people your story because the, the, the story of the walk-on who becomes a scholarship guy, who becomes a starter and a standout, is not rare at, in Montana, actually. There's a lot of guys that do it, but they mostly grow up in places like Chester, Montana, and Dillon, Montana, Glendive. But you're from Minnesota, so yeah. the, the out-of-state walk-on is an interesting dynamic. But there was actually a couple guys that had some success doing it uh, during the Jeff Choate era. But I know you've told me this story before, but tell our listeners, how did you first sort of find Montana State, how they land on your radar? Absolutely. So my going into my senior year, I wasn't getting recruited much, a little bit by smaller Division II schools in Minnesota. I played quarterback at the time very undersized and we went to I went to a big school where you know you didn't it wasn't common to play both ways so being the quarterback although I knew that wasn't necessarily going to be I wasn't going to be a college quarterback but they were kind of just like hey you're semi-athletic Ty we'll play you at quarterback <laughs> right. and you're you know you can lead the offense and so I did that knowing that that wasn't going to be a position for me in college necessarily due to my height and uh Although I'm not saying, listen, if you're a shorter guy and you want to play quarterback in college, you absolutely can do it. Don't give up on your dreams. Well, I mean, hell, about half the good quarterbacks in the league yeah. right now are six feet tall, right? Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. Shortest quarterbacks in the history of the league are now uh, some of the best. Like, Kyler Murray's like 5'10". He's, right. He's no killing. kidding. No kidding. So maybe I was just making excuses. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so I 
I first just saw the MSU campus, and I was like, this place looks great. It's like Minnesota, but with mountains. I love the size of the school. So I had actually applied and gotten accepted before even knowing I'd have a spot on the team. And then a rival coach of mine in high school, Coach Andy Hill, who coaches at Woodbury High School. I went to East Church within Woodbury. But anyways, he, I had built a really good relationship with him. He went to the same church that I did. And, you know, I just asked. I knew that he had really good connections out here, that he reached out on my behalf, and he did, and thankfully, and got in touch with Coach Kyle. And they liked my film enough to give me an opportunity for a walk-on spot here. And I think since, since there, I just bought in. And that allowed me to get to where I'm at, and I have a lot of people to thank for it, my friends and family and the co- both coaching staffs and all the coaches that I've had in high school and throughout my career in college. Just very thankful for every opportunity that I've been given and kind of just tried to take every advantage of op- any opportunity that I got. You mentioned Coach Reisinger, uh, Kyle Reisinger. He, yep. He's from the same area as you as well. And then I yep. remember uh, Coach Ty Gregorak, former defensive coordinator, he was recruiting out of Minnesota because I know uh, he has a son that lives out there as well. So he had some connections out there uh, as well. But so much of making it as a walk-on is your motivation to make it as a walk-on. And, and I sort of misspoke there by saying it's not very it, it rare for Montana guys. It is still rare for guys to, to fully make their way, but I think it, the guys from Montana, they have this distinct motivation of growing up wanting to be a Bobcat since they were five years old or wanting to be a Grizzly since they were you know, in kindergarten or whatever. What's your motivation been? My biggest why has been my family. You know, my, my parents spent so much time in raising me the right way, and, and not just in football, but in life, and to not do anything half-assed. Excuse my language. but It's fine. It's uh, football just, show. Yeah, absolutely. Just to whatever I approach, to never give up on it, and if I believe in something, then I'll make it happen. And that's just sort of what I did. They believed in me. I believed in myself. And in turn, that just culminated to me, you know, working to where I got to today. And so that was that was for sure my biggest why. I think, you know, someone I probably don't give enough credit to as well as my older brother. I remember he wanted to see me play at the highest level possible forever. And he would send coaches letters on my own behalf saying that I wrote him. And Love he it. would email him out. And I just, I, I owe him for that. I'm, I'm very thankful to have him as an inspiration, someone I look up to. And, yeah, so my family's definitely my why. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide television, SWX Montana television. You can also find us on YouTube, N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. And we're going to do a big YouTube giveaway with some uh, maybe football tickets. I don't know. I'm still trying to work out the details, but you're going to want to go subscribe to YouTube because you're only going to be able to win a specific big prize in the fall by subscribing to our YouTube channel. So go to N-U-A-N-E-Z on YouTube and please subscribe. We're broadcasting through the Northwest Motorsports studio, but I'm not in studio because I'm on the MSU campus for football media day. We're sitting here courtside, Brick Breed and Fieldhouse, Ty Okada, defensive back from Montana State, joining me here uh, on Nuanas now. And Ty, just a couple more questions for you. Uh, first of all, I've gotten to know Freddie Banks a little bit, and uh, I think that the dynamic of the coordinators here at Montana State is fascinating because uh, first experience in my life where both coordinators have been younger than me, and I don't even consider myself old yet. These guys are, are young up-and-comers in the coaching business, but they seem to have new-age philosophies, which I think is a good thing, especially when you're talking about coaching new-age kids. And so uh, what have your impressions of Coach Banks been, and, and uh, how is his coaching style maybe different than what you've been used to uh, under Coach Gregory at Coach Ione here in the past? Yeah, so what I love about Coach Banks, and you'll notice this at practices, is he just he brings what's necessary to practice. If people need a little bit of fire underneath them, he does a great job of bringing that. If, if everyone's doing their job and, you know, nothing – much needs to be said than that you know nothing much gets said and everyone's kind of locked in and dialed and he just is a he's great at reading the room and kind of deciding you know what, what do we need to have the most productive and best practice we can have and that's what i've come to love about him so far and just you know getting in the film room he's always willing to meet and wanting to meet and get extra film in and you can tell why you know you're hitting on him being young, but you can definitely tell he, he's just very, for a younger coach, I feel like, and again, I'm not an expert on the industry, but he he's very disciplined with everything that he does. Sure. And I feel like, you know, that's not always the case with younger coaches, and he's just very detailed and disciplined with everything, and he, he expects us to do the same, and he teaches us the way and how to do that, and so, yeah, that's what I've 
come to learn about him so far. We've talked about some of the guys you need to replace on the back end, but let's talk about some of the guys in the secondary that are going to be the main culprits to replace. So first and foremost, Jeffrey Manning's a guy that I thought really stood out during spring. Uh, transferred from Oregon State. Certainly looks the part. Uh, you played a lot of ball next to him now. I guess not a lot, but you had a whole spring ball next to him. So what do you think of Jeffrey Manning and his skill set? Absolutely. Jeff's a great player. He, he, he reminds me a lot of Quake and go out there you know, make just plays anywhere on the field. His speed will get him there. He's got great instincts to the ball, just an absolute ball hawk, and a great guy. I love hanging out with him, and he's just, yeah, he's a great addition. Corners, uh, Tyrell Thomas, a stalwart. He'll be uh, definitely one of the best nickels in the league if that's the spot that he decides to stick at, but probably will have some diversity there too. But I know that uh, the last coaching staff, they went out and got a lot of really talented young guys that haven't got a lot of reps yet, but seem they bring a pretty good tool belt to the table. So give us a scout on some of the young corners that will be fighting for playing time. Yeah, I would just say what's common in all the younger guys is they have a lot of energy and a willingness to learn. You know, they're not stuck in their ways in terms of, oh, this is how my coach taught me how to, you know, use this technique. They're, you know, they're open ears and they, they want to get better and they have the will, the work ethic and the willingness to be those guys. You see Miles Jackson has amazing speed. Easy is a younger guy, but he's been around a little bit more, so he's got a little bit more experience and he's a bigger physical corner. So he's a lot got of these, some confidence, too, Absolutely. Right? I just interviewed him a absolutely. little bit. He's got some confidence for sure. You you, lo- you definitely want that out of a corner where, you know, hey, you're going to be put out on an island and you got to have that, and he definitely has that. So that's that's incredible. So, you know, just the difference is a lot of these guys is they just have different skill sets that will allow them to make plays and then be put in different positions that fit those skill sets. I think that's a lot of what we'll see is, you know, our coaches will do a good job of putting the guys in the right position to make plays. Seems like forever ago, December of 2019, when you guys are playing in the quarterfinals here at Bobcat Stadium and in the semifinals at the Fargo Dome, but so much momentum coming out of that year and then this just incredibly long wait for uh, football again in its in a physical capacity at Montana State. So is it possible to, to take the momentum from 2019 into this upcoming fall? And what are you guys' feelings and, and expectations coming into 2021? Yeah, to your point, I think it's a combination of both the hunger of not having a football season last year and momentum coming together from 2019. I think those will both play in part to uh, having a successful season. And I'm sorry, I missed the second part of that question. Well, what do you, uh, then, So the fact that you do have some hunger then right. coming in, you, do you guys still have the same elevated expectations? Because you guys were one step away oh, from the absolutely. national championship game. So how do you sort of uh, maintain the bar, so to speak? Yep, that and one step further. I mean, we're, we're coming for it all, and w- that's the expectation, and that's what we believe. So, you know, it's, we're excited for it, and we definitely have the hunger to do it. Ty Okada, Montana State football, joining me here on Nuanas Now. He's a junior safety for the Bobcats. He hails from the Minneapolis area, the Twin Cities. So, Ty, we have to get you out of here on this. And this is a loaded question when it's coming from me. I've been a Minnesota Vikings fan since I was five years old. My dad's best friend in high school, his father used to own the Minnesota Vikings. I love the Vikings. It's my only fandom I got left in my entire soul. What do you think of Kirk Cousins? <laughs> you know, I... I think people don't really give him enough credit. See, I think they give him too much credit. I want oh, Cousins man. out of here. I'm sorry. Here's, here's, I'm sorry. Here's, I, the, here's the thing, dude. Cousins is going to be one. Hear it. He'll be. He, he's a top 10 or 12 guy yeah. every single second of the game until there's five minutes or less left on the clock. Then he cannot handle it, and what else matters in the NFL? You know what? And the, the numbers would back that, so you're, you're, <laughs> you're right there. I, de- I definitely can't argue that there. And. So yeah, I guess I guess. We'll Are see you here? So season. you're on board. I'm with not. A, I'm on board with it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of him, but I think you know he he's good. I I think we have the right pieces around him. So if he can't make it work for this season, then uh, you definitely you're right. I mean we we have the people around him for us to have a very good season. So if it doesn't happen, then yeah, let's. Let's regroup and get a different quarterback. I'm I'm right there with you on that. I know I'm playing the blame game, but here's the deal. <laughs> if you give a dude the most guaranteed money in NFL history, he better lead you somewhere. And it, because they gave him that contract, and that meant that they couldn't re-sign Xavier Rhodes or Everson Griffin or Linval Joseph or, yeah. uh, you know, Phil Lodeholt. And, on, I mean, on down the line. And so, uh, you know, I also thought the fact that, 
there was this little trio uh, with Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins, and Stephon Diggs, and then Diggs was the one that got forced out, and then he goes and leads the league in receiving. I don't know. I'm a bitter man, Ty, but I have optimism about the Vikings going forward. So if Kirk Cousins, maybe he'll prove me wrong. Yeah, I, I wish I had a little bit more preparation coming into that, <laughs> to that question. <laughs> I wish I would have answered it the other way around. That would <laughs> It's okay, man. No, I'm messing with you. That's good stuff. I yeah. think everybody here that listens to this show regularly knows my stance on Kirk Cousins, and they're probably tired of it. Ty Okada from the Twin Cities here at Montana State. He's a Montana State Junior Safety. Been a real pleasure, my man. Thanks for spending Absolutely. so much time with me. Pleasure's and, uh, all mine. Thanks, Coulter. Best of luck with everything this season. We're looking forward to it. Appreciate it. Nuana's now 102.9 ESPN Missoula stepping outside the football world. We got some cool celebrations going on in western Montana this next week. Indigenous Peoples Week next week. They have a flag-bearing ceremony at the Western Montana Fair. They have a rodeo event. They have a 5K fun run. And then they have something you're going to want to go see. Natives Got Talent at the Missoula Paddlehead Stadium on August 14th. We're going to tell you all the ways you can get tickets and you can be involved. It's one of the coolest nights you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Laura Bird from the All Nations Health Center will join us here on Nuanas Now, right after this, 102.9. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The return of football around Western Montana felt as real as ever with the release of kickoff times for the University of Montana on Wednesday. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Grizz will open their season at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, September 4th, with a road game at the University of Washington. The Grizz return home to host Western Illinois the following week, another night game, 6 p.m. kick on September 11th. And then the Grizz play a third night game at Eastern Washington, 8.30 p.m. on October 2nd. The only game in between is a September 25th homecoming date against Cal Poly kick off at 1 p.m. in Missoula. Other 1 p.m. kicks for the Grizz include home games against Dixie State on October 9th, Sacramento State on October 16th, and at Northern Arizona on November 13th. UM also has three games that kick at noon, October 30th against Southern Utah, November 6th at Northern Colorado, and November 20th at home against arch-rival Montana State. Grizz wide receiver Sammy Akim landed on the Walter Payton Award watch list earlier this week. The 6'4", 205-pound senior has caught 59 passes in each of the 2018 and 2019 seasons rolling up almost 1,700 yards and catching 18 touchdowns in that span. And finally, at the Northwest Region American Legion Baseball Tournament, the Montana State champion Helena Senators, along with the runners-up Billings Royals, each fell in their openers. The Royals dropped an 8-5 decision to the Yakima Valley Pepsi Pack, and the Senators lost 4-1 to the Idaho Falls Bandits. Nuana's now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana Television, broadcasting to you live from the Montana State campus. We're taking this show on the road. We have been, and we will continue to do so. Probably have at least two more remote broadcasts from here at MSU. Today, it was football media day that brought us here, so I caught up with head coach Brent Vegan, as well as both the offensive and defensive coordinators, that's Taylor Housewright and Freddie Banks, respectively. And also heard from Matt McKay, a uh, the new quarterback uh, for Montana State, North Carolina State transfer, and a guy that's the front runner to be the new Bobcats starting quarterback. And it's been a fun show so far. I'm Coulter Nuanas. It is Nuanas now. Um, we are in Brick Breeden Fieldhouse specifically, so uh, fun to be back in the brick. I haven't actually sat courtside of the brick in a couple of years because even the games last year that were going on had to sit up uh, a little bit elevated. So uh, fun being back in here, fun watching the guys shoot around, and uh, fun getting closer to at least a little bit of a return 
of a traditional and normal sports season. We take a step outside the Division One athletics realm, though, to talk about something uh, very cool and very important around our community. If you've been listening to the four stations at Missoula Broadcasting Company, uh, you will know that uh, there's a lot of stuff going on when it comes to the indigenous peoples that live in western Montana. Uh, and there's a lot of different events coming up here uh, this upcoming week. So Laura Bird from the All Nations Health Center will join us here uh, just momentarily. But just a quick rundown of all of the stuff that's going to be going on here this upcoming week. Next Wednesday, uh, there is a great event uh, with a flag-raising ceremony as well as a little seminar about missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and Two-Spirit. That's an awareness event right before the PRCA Extreme Bulls uh, on Wednesday night at the Western Montana Fair. On uh, next Saturday in the morning at the Paddlehead Stadium, there'll be a 5K run that uh, any and all can participate in. It's a fun run. And then Saturday night, next Saturday, August 14th, Natives Got Talent, the return of Natives Got Talent, should be a super fun evening with some of the best uh, performers from all of our Native peoples around the state of Montana. And uh, all next weekend, it's all about Indigenous celebration all the way around. From baseball to the 5K, the talent show, uh, there will be celebration of Missoula's Indigenous heritage and culture across the board. So let's learn more about it. Laura Bird from All Nations Health. We're happy now to re-engage with something we've been doing for several years, but a great partner of ours here at Missoula Broadcasting Company and an outstanding week-long event coming up this following week. And somebody we really love to support here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, All Nations Health Center, and it is a big week around the state of Montana, particularly western Montana, when it comes to indigenous people and celebrating the wonderful heritage that they encompass. We are joined now by Laura Bird, eligibility specialist from All Nations Health, and uh, it's a busy week coming up, Laura. I know the Western Montana Fair is in town, and you guys have a whole bunch of events surrounding that. But first and foremost, welcome to Nuanez Now here on ESPN Missoula. Thank you so much for joining us, and how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Well, first and foremost, let's talk about uh, the beginning of this. Uh, next Wednesday, that's August 11th for those counting, uh, the All Nations Health Center will have a sort of display at the Western Montana Fair, and that's going to then correlate into a whole bunch of different things, uh, from a flag-raising ceremony to honoring of Native veterans to uh, talk about missing and murdered indigenous women to then, of course, the fun of the first evening, the PRCA Extreme Bulls bull riding event. So uh, just take us through sort of the kickoff of what should be uh, a busy few days, but an awesome few days for uh, all of the native peoples around western Montana. Yeah, um, the event is called First Nations Day on Wednesday, August 11th at the fair. Uh, we will have an honoring flag ceremony that morning where Native veterans will present all eight tribal flags to be hung permanently at the fairgrounds. The whole day is to honor and celebrate Native culture. We will have an all-nations table outside the fair office where people can learn about our services, Project Beacon, and how the opioid crisis has disproportionately affected our Indigenous people. This is a very important part, too, worth noting, because All Nations uh, is a nonprofit organization that provides health care for people across our communities. And uh, it's certainly catered towards indigenous people, but not exclusively for indigenous people. So tell people just sort of about All Nations in general, because I think this is sort of a, an entry point for people to learn about your great organization. Uh, and if people don't know, they should. Uh, we are actually an integrated health care center. Um, we provide medical services in addition to behavioral health. We also have a community health department. We do accept um, Native and non-Native clients at this time. And we do provide a lot of uh, culturally relevant programming within the Indigenous community just um, so that individuals can reconnect with their culture. Uh, we have all, a lot of great services at All Nations for any type of individual, definitely. Laura Bird joining us from All Nations here on Nuanas Now. And uh, tell us more about the flag-raising ceremony, because I think that's very cool, too, sort of honoring each individual Native nation from across the state of Montana as well. Uh, so probably a long time coming, but that will be very cool to have that represented down at the Missoula Fairgrounds for uh, the foreseeable future. Yeah, um, right before the PRCA Extreme Bulls, we'll have 10 Native horse rider pairs, and they will present all eight tribal flags, plus the Montana and the American flag. All the riders will be wearing red ribbon shirts to honor our missing and murdered relatives. And our Project Beacon director, Shayla, will present on the services they provide and the MMIWG epidemic. 
We will also have a family there that has been impacted and will share a short survey about their lived experience. Certainly a heavy topic, but one that is uh, no question pertinent around Western Montana. The Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, Girls, and Two Spirits uh, organization, as well as just the awareness of that. And so uh, I know we're going to get into all the happy stuff here in just a minute, Laura, but this is important to note as well. So tell people just a little bit more about um, this crisis that we're experiencing in Western Montana. Well, it's important for us to present this information at this venue because it is such a whole new audience that might not be aware of the MMIWG crisis. People often think that this um, problem is only on the reservation, but we do want to bring awareness to the fact that MMIWG happens right here in Missoula and that we all need to come together as a community to address the issue. Laura Bird joining us here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide SWX Montana television. We're recording this earlier on a Thursday because I'm on my way to Bozeman. And uh, broadcasting to you live from uh, the Montana State Campus here at MSU Media Day. We're talking all things uh, Indigenous peoples because this is a wonderful upcoming week, this following week. All sorts of great celebrations uh, for everybody involved in Western Montana, but uh, uh, certainly centered upon our great Native peoples in the western part of the state. And so let's talk just about the Indigenous celebrations in general, Laura. I mean, I know that you guys have a... Uh, an entire weekend dedicated to this. Um, but also there's Natives Got Talent coming up at the Paddleheads Field. There's a 5K run, all sorts of things people can get involved in. Yes, we have a two-day celebration that we've hosted annually with the Paddleheads. This will be our third year. Um, on Friday, we'll have a ball game, um, which the doors will open at 6. The game starts at 7.05. We'll have a grand entry and a possible TP display at the game. We'll have vendors. Um, it's a really exciting event for the community. And tell us a little bit more about Natives Got Talent. I attended this, I guess it would have been two summers ago uh, when it was uh, maybe its first or second year, but Deshane Barnett, the former uh, director uh, there at All Nations Health, he came in to sort of promote it and then d- just said, you got to come. And so I did. I, I live right over by there, and it was so fun. It was such a great night. Uh, but tell us just a little bit more about this event because it's a, sort of a talent show and an homage to Native culture all wrapped up into one, right? Yeah, um, it's, it's pretty exciting. We have seven people lined up. Uh, we have different performers ranging from uh, flute playing to dance. Um, we also have a showcase performer, Shadow Devro. He is an up-and-coming rapper from the Salish Kootenai area. And also Vincent Bird Webster will be performing. And, yeah, it's, it's definitely a great opportunity for Indigenous people in our community to come out. I've seen Shadow. He has music videos. I mean, this guy, he, this is not just uh, somebody rapping in their basement. He's he's done uh, some work, and he's got an album, and he's got some music videos, and uh, very cool. So uh, this should be uh, an awesome celebration Hello. as well. Hello? If you want to get tickets uh, to the Natives Got Talent, which is on Saturday, August 14th for the specific date, doors open at 6, show starts at 7, and uh, you can get that at allnations.health today. That's going to be your spot to find out all the information. I know we have a lot of stuff going on here laura bird from all nations joining us here uh, on nuanas now but if you want more information on this or you want to follow up on all this all nations.health today uh, laura you mentioned uh, sort of the opioid crisis within uh native people and how it's a little bit disproportionate we don't need to necessarily go into the the who what when where why but you guys are doing a cool thing as well um and offering uh, some gift certificates and and some uh sort of rewards if people drop off their expired prescription medication so tell people more about the details of that yeah, we have these. Um, uh, uh, it's a we have a way of disposing of their medication properly in these little bags. And the first thirty individuals who come and dispose of their medication properly with us will receive a ten dollars gift certificate. Well, very good. An, an excellent cause to be sure. And I also tell people a little bit more about the fun run as well, because this is a fun run or walk, right? I mean, I know there's a lot of runs around Montana and Montana's a great running state, a very competitive running state. But this one, this one, you can be competitive if you want, but this is more for everybody that wants to be involved, right? This is more for uh, people that want to get outside and have a fun time. Yeah, definitely. It's a fun run. It is a 5K. Um, we do have competitive timing on board to track, you know, times. And for those that like to 
keep track of those. Um, we have several categories grouped um, according to age. Every participant who comes will receive a t-shirt and a, and a fun bag of swag and other fun gifts like that. And it really is a fun time. Um, the route is here in Missoula. It's, it's really fun. Yeah. And tell me, for the Natives Got Talent show, are you guys still accepting performers right now? We are still accepting performers um, up until, I believe, Wednesday. So if anyone is interested, we are on Facebook and Instagram, and we have posted um, the registration links and who to contact for those. We also have financial help available to attend any and all of these events. Um, if registered families of all nations that are eligible for it, they can't afford it, they can contact us at all nations and we can assist them in, in tickets. Bull riding, flag raising ceremonies, a 5K, a talent show, a ball game. Couldn't ask for a better weekend. It's going to be an awesome celebration of our indigenous culture around the state of Montana, especially western Montana. Laura Bird from the All Nations Health Center joining us here on Nuanas Now. A ton of information for you there, I know, but if you want to get registered for Natives Got Talent, you can go to allnations.health, and you're going to find all sorts of information there as well, whether it's for the 5K or for uh, the flag raising ceremony, the rodeo, and everything in between. Laura, this is awesome. I'm happy this is returning. Uh, yet another thing that's great that we get to welcome back now that the pandemic at least hopefully is uh calming down a little bit around Western Montana. Thank you so much for joining us here on ESPN Radio and best of luck with the upcoming busy week. This is going to be a fun one, but we appreciate you taking some time for us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So there you go. An upcoming weekend next weekend filled with great celebration of all the indigenous cultures from around the state of Montana. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide Television, SWX Montana Television, broadcasting to you live from Bozeman, Montana. We'll wrap up your Thursday and give you a little preview of Friday right after this. Keep it right here on ESPN Radio. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio. Well, 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 we made it to the end once again. What's up, Montana? Hopefully you're getting some rain. We're getting rained on here in Bozeman. Heard we were getting rained on in Missoula as well. God knows we need it. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television. SWX Montana TV coming to you live from Bozeman, Montana. Sitting down here at the Brick Breeden Fieldhouse as we take you home on a Thursday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you missed anything in the show, had a great show today, jam-packed, full of all sorts of guests. Heard from Brent Vegan, Montana State head football coach, a portion of his press conference from today, earlier at Media Day. I also heard from Matt McKay, a projected starting quarterback for the Bobcat football team. He's a transfer from North Carolina State. And the guy who was number one on the depth chart coming out of spring ball, that was his Nuanez Now debut. We also heard from Danny Barsh. She's the Montana Gatorade Women's Basketball Player of the Year out of Helena Capital as part of our Senior Spotlight Series. She is, by the way, currently with the Lady Grizz basketball team in Missoula. And we heard from Chris Chitovitsky, Grizz soccer coach, University of Montana, the defending Big Sky Conference champions, headed out of the spring season into this fall season, which gets started next weekend for Grizz soccer. 
Ty Okada, Montana State football, kind enough to sit with us here, sitting shotgun for about half an hour. So it's great catching up with Ty. He's got a great story, and he's a good guy to talk to. So appreciate him taking so much time here. And uh, then we heard from Laura Bird from the All Nations Health Center. Uh, Indigenous Peoples Celebration Weekend next weekend around Western Montana. So be sure to go check out all the great events that All Nations Health is help, helping put on in association with the Missoula Paddleheads. 5K run, a uh, Natives Got Talent talent show, and everything in between. You can find all the information for that, all nations, health, all nations, excuse me, dot health, all nations dot health for all your information on all the great celebrations. Anything you missed in the show, you can find on the podcast, which is available on all your various podcast hosting platforms. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. Please rate, review, subscribe. Five stars is preferred, all those good things. Podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. A couple minutes left here on Nuanez now. So we talked about the Grizz football schedule yesterday, a couple night games for the Grizzlies this year. Montana State, they will also have a few night games, including their home opener September 11th. So we'll have dual non-conference night games in the Treasure State on September 11th. Montana State opens up their series September 4th at Wyoming, and Montana opens up September 4th at Washington. And then that following Saturday, September 11th, here in Bozeman will be 6 p.m. kickoff for the Gold Rush game against Drake. So it'll be fun to be back at Bobcat Stadium and in Washington Grizzly Stadium as well because they play, the Grizzlies play Western Illinois uh, for a night kickoff as well. Other night games for MSU include an 8 p.m. Friday night matchup against Weber State. That's the first ESPNU game in the history of the Big Sky. And uh, then the other sort of late game is that September 4th game at Wyoming. That's a 2 p.m. kick. The home games for MSU include San Diego, Northern Colorado, and Idaho State and Idaho all kicking off at 1 p.m. And homecoming, that kickoff against Cal Poly October 9th here in Bozeman will be at 2 p.m. The famous, infamous, much-anticipated rivalry game with Montana-Montana State in Missoula set for noon. So we will see you there for a high noon kick. Thanks, everybody, back at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Great show today. Couldn't do it without Tommy Evans, our producer, uh, in the back. Appreciate him running the board and getting me all set up with my radio in a box. Tomorrow, Friday, we'll be coming at you hot. Rajim Seabrook back in studio with me. We have a lot to talk about, as we always do. And we'll see you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV. In the meantime, have yourself a great Thursday evening and be good. See you tomorrow. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.